0: Hello friends. Welcome to Outside Perspective. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. Let's get to it. If this is your first time listening, welcome. You are in store for a fun conversation. If you're back for some more, I love having you here. Uh, This episode is brought to you by my company, Imposed Will. Go over to imposedwill.com and check us out. We just launched our our signature line. You can check out all of the products that we have as well as get signed up for our mailing list so you can stay up to date with all the cool shit that we have happening and uh, you'll be the first to know what's going on. So... Go to www.imposedwill.com and check us out. This episode is also brought to you by uh, my good friends over at Jumbo Superfoods. You can go to jombocbd.com. You can check out their full line of products. They have a muscle bomb. They have a ghee. They have a lip balm. They have sprays. They have uh, drops. Just a ton of of amazing CBD products. If you are in California, you can actually go to your local dispensary and check it out and see their THC sprays that they have. If they don't carry it, then you should ask for it. Um, For the rest of us, jombocbd.com. Cannabidol is helping so many people, including myself. Um, I use it every night before I go to bed. It helps me get a much better uh more restful, deeper quality sleep helps my with my recovery. I know it's helping with my brain. I've taken a lot of fucking punches in the head over the years. Um, so anything I can do to help with my brain recovery, I'm all about it. And uh CBD is one of those things. It's it's been shown to help with the brain and uh I can definitely feel it working. So You can go check it out now. You can go to jombocbd.com. You can use the code OUTSIDE at checkout. You will save 20% off of your entire order. One more time. Save 20% off your entire order at checkout when you use the code OUTSIDE. All right. My guest today is Matteo Rossini. I probably just said that wrong. Sorry, Matteo. So for this uh episode and the next one, uh, I'm actually down in Austin, Texas, visiting for the Paleo FX Expo, as well as the On It Open Jiu Jitsu Tournament, and then more specifically definitely just to connect with uh my friends at Jumbo and uh and to see who else I can talk to and meet and uh you know, report you know, record some uh some awesome conversations for you guys. So I love Austin, Texas. It has a Very special place in my heart. It's just an awesome community. Uh, A lot of cool places to go and visit. Just great food. It's very active and outdoorsy. Uh, A little less resistant to change. Just a very cool community. And I really enjoy being down there. So while I was there at the Paleo FX conference, I was able to catch up with Mateo, who is a fellow MACE artist. He is a trainer and coach of sorts. It's a very cool human and individual, and uh, it was really cool to sit down. We talk about breath work. We talk about a little bit about psychedelics. Uh yeah, man, I just really enjoyed this conversation. So, or actually, you know, before I forget, you know, he invited me on. Uh, he invited me to come do a breath work class that he was teaching at Black Swan Yoga in Austin, and uh, I did. I did go do that, and uh, I'm happy to say that it was a fucking awesome class. He's a great teacher. And, uh, man, it was just really good to get in there and, and breathe and, and just let the energy go, and it was it was a good time. So I really enjoyed that. So thank you again for that invite, Mateo. And, um, you know, if you are in the Austin area, I would highly recommend, uh, you know, going to one of these classes. If you're not in the Austin area, go find a coach who does breath work because, you know, it's so important. We, we do touch on this quite a bit uh, in the conversation. So I won't uh, go over it all, but man, there's just uh, you know a lot of good benefits. And I actually talk about breath work some with Drew Noblot. Episode 26, we talk about the importance of breath. So that was a good conversation as well. Um, yeah, so we're at Paleo FX. Mateo just happened to run into him. He's working at the Strong Coffee booth and uh, he took an hour out of his day to come sit down and talk to me. So it was a really rad time. Um, without any more rambling from me, guys, sorry, I know. Matteo Rossini, ladies and gentlemen. Matteo Rossini? Yes. Did I say that right, or did I mess up the pronunciation? You said it perfect, my friend. Oh man, I try. I try to. Um, it's like a personal challenge of mine, like just just to get your names uh, correct, and I always second guess myself immediately after I do it. Um, but I always tell myself, oh, I'm just getting better at names. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So um, for the folks listening, we're out here at Paleo FX. We're outside. They're gonna hear a little wind. It's all positive. Um, but let's start with where where we are right now. Like you just took a huge deep breath calmed yourself, centered yourself. Talk about that. Why did you do that? What does that mean to you?
1: You know, there's a lot of noise going on all times. Um, I think it's important to take a moment and just ground yourself, check into what you're about to do, where you're at in the moment, feel yourself and come back into your body. And in that way, I like to do a little just uh, invitation to spirit above, to let whatever needs to come out of me, come out of me. Yeah. So I can be the best conduit. I can clear myself out of the way as much as possible.
0: Yeah. Just to be completely present in that moment and just to be there or at least try, you know? <laughs> yeah. Dude. And we're in like a society full of distractions. So yeah, it's, um, it's a true skill these days to be able to like, just to center yourself and be present, right? Just be conscious of like what's happening. Um, so I want to start with uh, like the beginning of your journey because you seem to have been on this journey for quite some time in fact you know you just actually made a post the other day I do believe it was like you have 13 certifications 15 certifications I can't remember the exact number it was a number it was double digits. a lot of certifications a lot of certifications right, right just along this journey like you just yeah can, you know you need CEUs for um, for that you know that uh, that coveted NASM cert right that you talked about
1: knock that one out like uh, Two weeks ago, that felt good.
0: Yeah, yeah, and um, that's a weird one, right? Because it's not really relevant in the sense of like information.
1: So I'll I'll share a a a great story with you, my friend. I uh, for the longest time, man, like I was getting all these different certifications, and uh, I didn't want to get the NASM because I wanted to be like rebellious. You know, I was like, how far can I get in this industry without conforming to the industry standard? And uh, I've never been, like, a a textbook guy. Just trying to read through a textbook is just not the way that I absorb information. So I was, like, uh, took a lot of pride in the fact that I didn't have my NASM. Um,
0: Yeah.
1: And, like, how educated and how smart could I get without that? And uh, I was actually having a conversation with my girl, and she was, like, uh, so you ever think you're going to get your NASM? I'm, like, nah, I don't think I ever will. I just, I don't don't think I need it. Yeah. And then I had some changes come out of my life out of nowhere. One of those situations where it's like you think you got things figured out and then all of a sudden life throws a curveball your way and you're like, whoa, I got to reevaluate. And all of a sudden, um, yeah, it became clear that uh, the NASM was what I needed to be doing. Yeah. And it was just like a very humbling moment from my life where I got like this big ego thinking, ah, oh, I'm so certified. I don't need that NASM. And then boom, knocked right down. And the next day I'm like, okay, let's start studying for my NASM. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's some good information in there. The, the thing that I, and maybe it was just something that I was constantly combating whenever I took mine, was like I'm learning all this information through like podcasts and different books that I'm reading. I'm just like, this information is so old. Like they're telling me to like limit sodium and lower your fat yeah. and different things. I'm just like, ah, oh, this is not accurate science. I don't know where they're getting this stuff from. So, but that's like the challenge with, uh, I would probably say just the health and wellness space in general, that a lot of the real-time information is taking 20, 30 years sometimes to assimilate into like what's being taught.
1: So that's a pretty amazing thing, right? How much uh, the general understanding has grown in our lifetimes. Yeah. Like it's crazy to think that like eight years ago, people thought fats were made you fat and now we're at a convention where there's like nine different kinds of fat products right and uh yeah just how far the general understanding of nutrition and fitness has grown and and how uh i see it still uh Evolving in these new things these new paradigms coming into play that are shaking the foundation of
0: everything we thought we knew Yeah, so what was your start and like what was your, the beginning of your health journey? What was what was a young Mateo like I, w- I personally I was a fat kid. Yeah, like, me too, man <laughs> like, What was your journey?
1: So I I, uh, I I started off my first taste of flow was hip-hop uh, I used to like flow like write lyrics and make uh-huh. music and that was my first like taste of Getting out of myself and finding that state that I was kind of addicted to.
0: Yeah, that expression. So
1: I went to school for uh, music industry and technology originally and was a music producer. Spent a lot of time producing music. Okay. Spent a fuck ton of time sitting, man. And it just, it killed me. Yeah. Because I just have one of those dispositions where I I can't sit, man. I have to move. Yeah. But I didn't know that. My whole life, I didn't, no one told me that, hey, you should probably be moving. You're one of those kids who needs to work out like a motherfucker every day or else you're going to feel stressed. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I I always like got labeled as an ADD kid. Always had trouble in school, and uh, at some point, because I'd gotten kind of unhealthy doing so much sitting and just making music, uh, I found out about Edo Portal. Okay. And uh, learned his whole philosophy on movement. That kind of opened my eyes to movement as a general practice outside of these specific modalities and kind of reignited and sparked my interest in it. And I kind of had a comeback moment where I just started going to the gym hard and started with hitting the bag. That was like my first thing. Yeah. Um, and, and just kind of fell in love with it. My first modality that I went really deep into was yoga. Okay. Uh, so that was my first certification. I got my yoga teacher cert. Uh, and then came back and went almost immediately to managing a studio, teaching hit classes, and teaching yoga classes. Oh, wow. Um, and, yeah, that started my journey.
0: Yeah, so you just completely transitioned, like, all that energy that you're putting into music into health and wellness. It, that's movement. been an interesting thing about my life, man. There's been a lot of things that have consumed me, and then
1: I seem to have evolved and moved on yeah. from. And it, it's an interesting thing, right, because when you've defined your life one way, and then you evolve to something else. People tend to be like, uh, so what happened? You don't like that thing anymore? Yeah. And the truth of the matter is you don't lose love for
0: one thing. You just gain a love for another thing, and there's not more hours in the day. Right. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so funny that, like, I was talking about this yesterday. We really do have the power at any moment to just to really create the life that you want to live. And you yeah. can be whoever you want to be. If It's like... You know, a lot of people always self, and I'm, I'm, you know, guilty of this. I'm, I'm an introvert. Like, I don't, I don't want to go and like put myself out there, like meet people or like be friendly and talkative. But like deep down, like you really do because like we need each other. Like humans need other humans. Yeah. And then one day I'm just like, you know what? No, fuck that. Like I'm going to be this person. And then you can just wake up and decide to be different. Like it takes work every day, and it's not easy, but you can definitely make a choice to be different. The very, like, as soon as you wake up. But society or people, those those in particular are usually closest to you. They will try to keep these, like, parameters on you and these labels. Like, no, this is what you said you were doing, so you have to do this. Like, forever now. Like, you're stuck.
1: Yeah, you got to be constantly willing to kill who you are in order to become who you could be.
0: Yeah. 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 What sets you down, like, that, that enlightened path? Dude,
1: I have always – this is something that's been unique about me. I've always told myself less stories about myself than most people. Like – uh, I don't remember a ton of my life like a lot of people will be like oh yeah I'm this way because back in fourth grade this thing happened to me and ever since then I've been like this and be like I don't remember shit about fourth grade man like <laughs> and I've had a long life of a lot of experiences and I just uh, uh, yeah I just for some reason I've always been better than most people I know at just
0: reinventing myself. Yeah um yeah yeah you ever have those conversations where somebody yeah you just kind of mentioned like somebody will ask you about something i get it especially if i talk to like people from like my past in like high school or something it's like i don't remember that time at all or even just like five years ago something happened I'm just, like, yeah I
1: remember when jenny did that thing back freshman year and i'm like man i don't remember any of this like you guys remember all this like this stuff about it's just something i've noticed over the years many times i've had people like bring up stuff and i'll be like. No, that's just, it's not, I, I don't think I've wasted the, the neurons in my brain to form those yeah. connections.
0: It's, yeah, dude. It's I interesting. Um, well, there's only so much that you can know and so much that you can remember, right? And everybody, we all have this, uh, at least me anyway, like I have this uh, thing where I always assume people know what I know and that's like the worst thing to ever. We so shouldn't assume anything. I just read the four agreements. Uh um, great fucking book. Dude, man. amazing book. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like you know so you know like you shouldn't assume anything, but I've always I've been terrible at making that assumption. Um so you went down yoga. Um where like why was yoga that first modality for you? Like what drew you to that practice?
1: So what's so unique about yoga, man? And I'm what's what I'm so still emotionally attached to about it is how it's it's a movement practice, but it's also a conduit to teach other uh, other perspectives. So you can, you can, through yoga, help people connect to the present. Help people connect to, through their breath, to their body, to the moment. Help people find how to get outside of their head. So it puts you in really challenging circumstances and then asks you to be at peace.
0: Yeah, by, and, by and, needing to breathe.
1: And. and needing, yeah, by just saying, hey, return to your breath. Constantly be focusing on your breath. You are eventually, through the process of constantly being reminded to come back to the awareness of your breathing, being pulled out of your head and back into your body. And and that's something that's uh, it's it's not focused on in a lot of other movement modalities. They might say to breathe, but it, there is really, it, it, it's... It's a spiritual practice, yoga, right? It's yeah. bigger than just a movement practice. And that's what really attracted it to me. Because um, I've always been kind of uh, into spirituality in the uh, esoteric sense, non-traditional.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes humans, like, we like to put um, these meanings to things. And we like to define things. And For me personally, um, like, in the, like in the spiritual, like the religious sense, Um, It's nice to have like these different like these practices like yoga or like like psychedelics and plant medicine that can allow you to um, really just expand your mind and like explore that spiritual side of of, like the world without all like the dogmatic effects of certain religions I found. Um, Yeah, that's a powerful statement that you just said. So, I want you, if you can, to, or if you don't mind, um, can you just dive deeper into breath work because it's, it's so important. And I I would say like, you know, it's, it's this, it's the essence of life. I mean, you can go, you can go weeks without food, you can go days without water, but you only go minutes without breath. Like it's, it's essential to life. So would you mind just diving deeper into breath work for me?
1: Yeah. Breath is an interesting thing. And to try to articulate why I think it's so unique, Um, there's a couple facets, a couple aspects. One being that your breathing is the only muscular control that is both uh, consciously regulated and non-consciously regulated. So you don't have to pay attention to your breathing, and you will breathe automatically. However, you can consciously control your diaphragm, and it's unique in the whole body in that way. There's no other muscle that is consciously controlled and automatically regulated. Yeah. So that's one thing, uh, and I don't know why, but something about having a a system in your body that is automatic, but then you consciously regulating that, um, it brings you back into yourself in a physical sense. So we spend a lot of time in our heads and when you're focusing on your breathing, it's, uh, it's just a good anchor, right? You can meditate on a lot of things. You can meditate on the feeling of the sun touching you. But for some reason, the breath tends to be like the most effective anchor. And this is just what's arisen from thousands and thousands and thousands of years of practice. Vipassana has emerged as kind of like uh, the one. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, there's also the physiological effects of what's happening with the breath. And I'll just talk about like my experience. My first experience doing breath work was at my yoga teacher training, and uh, it was like mind blowing. Completely changed my life. It was like a, uh, it was one of those experiences that I had, and I was like, "Holy shit! Everybody needs to try this." How does everybody not know this is a thing? And yeah, it's been a, a path since then to try to share this with people.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, it's funny because the, like, the automatic process of breathing is actually what, what most people tend to do, right? And you, you, from a result, you tend to have shallow breath, which isn't um, really the best thing for us. So it's like actually taking control is um, like that is the, like the, like the mechanism for, um, I don't know, just like a, like a healthy, good breath, if that makes sense. I don't know if I'm communicating totally. that very well. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So there's, there's, that's another thing that you brought up with breathing is that there's kind of two ways that we breathe the, uh, secondary breathing muscles, which happen to come into play a lot in modern day society. People are breathing very shallowly through their mouth. And then, um, the deep breathing muscles, when you're activating your whole diaphragm to actually take a full breath. Now, just for generally people know, and I think this is interesting because I'm just starting to learn more about this myself. Um, there's a practice called, like, buteco breathing.
0: I'm not familiar.
1: Where you only breathe through your nose. Okay. And it's supposed to be really helpful for anxiety, for sleeping issues, for people who are not good at activating uh, their primary breathing muscles. Like their diaphragm. Because they spend so much time with their mouth open, shallow breathing. So this is something new I've just learned about. Of course, I've done a bunch of fire breathing, kundalini stuff through the nose. Um, but I'm learning more about the benefits of breathing through the nose because I've kind of moved away from that for a while. I went the Wim Hof approach
0: of... Just, get as b- just breathe, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, like hyperoxynization. Just get all the yeah. oxygen you can. And when
1: you're doing the Wim Hof breathing, you are breathing with uh, the fullness of your capacity. So that's not shallow breathing. Right. So when I'm doing that practice, I am not super picky. I uh, let people know. Um, just big, heavy, full breaths. Yeah. In my uh, in my breathwork class, so I leave a I lead a breathwork class, which you should come to tonight if you can. That'd be rad. Dude. At 8 p.m. Okay. Uh, it's called Breath Hype. We actually I'll be meeting. I'll get there at like 7:20, and I'll be swinging mace with some people. So if you want to come by, swing some mace yeah, and then Where's do some breath work. It's at Orchard, uh, Black Swan Orchard, okay. right down the street on Fifth. Uh, so yeah, I've been leading this Breath Hype class uh, every Saturday for a while now. And uh, in that modality, I'm not, like, super specific. We use different ways and patterns of breathing. Um, but I, I always emphasize just big, full, powerful breaths is the most important thing.
0: Yeah. Okay. So when did – okay, so yoga. What what was the journey from yoga? I'm just trying to figure – I'm trying to get, like, when do we get the breath work or, like, what was, what was the journey from yoga? So that?
1: yoga and breath work went together immediately. Okay. Um, I mean, because, yeah, immediately when you start doing yoga, you're practicing – yogic breathing. Right. Um, but in my yoga teacher training was when I first had my like breakthrough breath work experience. Okay. What was that um, like? It was crazy, man. It was like almost a psychedelic experience of like just an extreme altered state and, and purging. We actually did a dynamic meditation mixed with breath work. Okay. Um, so almost immediately I got plugged into like, uh, Elliot Holse and his work with uh bioenergetic cathartic release using Osho dynamic meditation. So it's a really powerful practice. And it's, it's what I also got introduced to almost hand in hand with breath work at my yoga teacher training. Um, so we use the breath in a way to energetically open us and we use chaotic breathing to try to break our neurotic holding patterns. So the idea is throughout our life, we have intuitive reactions to circumstances that arise However, because of cultural expectation, we have to uh, block those intuitive reactions. For example, if you get pissed off at work, you want to punch your boss in the face, you can't because you'll get fired. Right. So what do you do? You put on a smile. You hold that shit in. That shit gets trapped in your musculature. And this happens from the day we're a kid, from the first time your mom says, don't cry in the store. You are storing shit inside you. Um, and in this way, a lot of emotional, traumatic, energetic stuff gets like physically trapped within our musculature. And a lot of this is the work of William Reich, Ham Reich. Uh, and Elliot Holst brought this to my attention. Osho also did a lot of stuff with this. Um, so through the breath work, through the breathing, we hyper oxygenate and charge ourselves in a way that uh, unlocks a lot of trauma. Yeah. And then you start mixing in some dynamic meditations that might appear as uh, shaking intense shaking or screaming like physically yelling yeah. uh getting angry maybe crying maybe laughing just allowing whatever is stored to start coming up because when you get into these 40 minute long intense breath work sessions like stuff starts to come up yeah you might feel ecstatic feelings you might notice sadness arising out of nowhere yeah um it's it's really an interesting thing people will say it's orgasmic some people will say like i cried um and then we, once that sort of stuff starts coming up, we allow it to fo- flow through us through different forms of movement. And, um, yeah, that's been a really powerful practice, the combining of the breath work as a means to unlock stored trauma and release energy that's trapped within us, whether it's just stress from your
0: day or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting how... Um you know, emotions can, can like, they can have a physical manifestation. Yeah. And if you don't, you know, address these things, whether it's just stress from work or some, you know, deep, uh, like a sadness from a loss or whatever the case may be, how it can really just bury itself, like, deep inside of
1: you. I want to emphasize something really quick. It's not just that emotions have physical manifestations. It's that emotions are a physical manifestation. What do you mean? So a lot of times we... We, we put a story on top of how we're feeling, right? And we call that our emotion. But how we feel is really an arising of where we're at biologically. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we feel one way and then we start to make a story about it. I actually, I saw this really well articulated in a Facebook post recently, and I'll butcher this, but it was something like uh, this girl telling a story of she went on a date with a guy, and at first she was like, I'm not feeling this guy at all. And at some point during the date, she's like, I started to feel flustered and, like, warm, and I'm like, oh, did I guess wrong? Am I actually attracted to this guy? Maybe I, I was, like, he is hot after all. Yeah. And then she went home, and it turns out she was sick. What she was feeling was like a flu arising. Yeah. So I think that's just a good example of like how oftentimes our emotions arise from our physiological state.
0: Yeah. And then post-emotion, we try to put some sort of like meaning to it or understanding of it.
1: And of course, it's a feedback
0: loop, you know? Yeah.
1: You, You feel one way. You make a story about it. Your story affects your actions. Your actions affect how you feel. And it feedbacks.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm just trying to get a feel for like kind of who you were in your early days. W- yoga was your was your first movement language. No, yes. no sports, no baseball, no nothing like that. I played that?
1: football uh, and wrestled in high school, but I was very, uh, very under gifted as yeah. an athlete. Like I was the least flexible one of my friends, the least coordinated one of my friends, I'm always kind of strong, you know, cause I'm a big guy. Yeah. Um, but I, it was funny after a few years of yoga, I'm the most flexible, the most coordinated and my friends, I like, I like to remind them, like you guys remember, right? Like <laughs> when I was the worst of all you guys. Yeah. So, you know, excuses, you can do this too. Um, right. it's just, it's, it's, I've never really been a gifted mover. It just became a passion of mine.
0: Yeah. Like a regular practice and that's with anything, right? It just takes regular dedicated work yeah just consistency really is key um so when did uh what did like steel mace and and some of these other more unconventional modalities you know walk into your life dude steel mace man
1: i uh, so first of all i absolutely fucking love steel mace as you know it's it's, yeah. it, it's a it's a unique thing that's really like occupied an interesting hole in my existence um i think uh this is kind of my <laughs> how it unfolded for me i did the steel mace certification on it okay um that was cool, and I liked it, and it, it didn't really click, it didn't catch, because okay. you know, was, I was sort of looking at it as a workout tool, and at that point it was like, all right, we can do switch squats, we can do 360s. I hadn't seen the flow element of it yet. Uh, and then a couple months later, I did the Kettlebell Cert, and at the Kettlebell Cert I met Matt, Mace Pick, and he's like, hey, you ever heard of Leo Savage? Um, and he started showing me some cool stuff with the mace. I was like, oh, this is sick, so I like learned a couple moves from him, Like learned like my first flow, yeah. and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Still didn't look up Leo. Uh, but just heard the name, and then at some point I found Leo, and I saw the flow aspect, and I'd been in love with flow for a while, so it obviously like it clicked. I was like my name was Mateo flows on Instagram before I found Steel Mace flow. Okay. Um, but then I, I started seeing the flow, and it was just it, it 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 added such a a dimension to the Mace movement that just sparked creativity in me. It was like uh, it was like a dance. It was like a, a yeah. meditation. It was. Uh, And and what really locked me in, I remember I was driving one day up to work and I had this thought, I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I realized that there was potential with Steel Mace Flow to map terrain that no one had mapped yet. To do a combination of movements that hadn't been done before. And I was like, that just blew my brains. I was like, holy shit. Like, I could be doing something no one's fucking done before yeah or at least it hasn't done in thousands of years it's not on video (laughs) at least not on instagram i could be the first person to. and i did a move recently that i was like i think i'm the first person to do this the underarm swing rotate one hand punch out okay like people have been doing it two-handed i tried it one-handed yeah and it just it, it it started to appear to me less uh like almost like a work of art like you could create a pattern of movement that is uh That is a unique thing like Leo did with the waterfall flow. Yeah. He created a thing and I've just fallen in love with it, man. <laughs> yeah,
0: that, it's almost like a weird feeling, right? Whenever you do something, you're like, I don't think I've ever seen this before. Somebody has to have done it, right? Like, it, there's almost like that that second guessing, but more than likely, like, yeah, you are. probably... I mean,
1: like with f- pretty much everything else, that's probably the case, right? Yeah. With kettlebells, with barbells, with dumbbells, with medicine balls, someone's probably done it before. But with the mace, you could legit do something no one's ever done before. Yeah. And such- that, like, just that just blew my brain. I was like, holy shit! Like, I need to. I need, to, I need to do this. I need to, I need to help pave the path.
0: Yeah, man, because it's such a new just modality and way of training, especially when you add the flow aspect to it. It's funny that you said like a dance because like, I've also felt that like as you're developing your skills and you're getting better and like you're just um, just going down your journey with, like, with that tool, um, it just feels like there's like a dance inside of you that's just like waiting to just be like unveiled. Like it's already there. It's just being uncovered. Yeah. Yeah, it's really fun. Um so you were just using it as a regular modality. And then you yeah, then then started I started flowing with it. Yeah. Why is flow so important to you? Like where it's did that come from? It's an interesting topic, right? Yeah, flow. Cause you said that flow was important is, first. I have
1: a lot of thoughts about flow. And originally flow I viewed as like a, a state of being, right? A state of um not thinking about what I'm doing, but uh, allowing something outside of my normal process of thought dictate what was guiding me. Yeah. Um, and I've had a lot of evolutions in my thinking of flow. It's, it's, it's a way of relating to life. Yeah. Right? It's a way of, um, of moving with the way that energy comes towards you. Uh, flow represents a lot of things to me. How it applies to the mace specifically. Mace, pick in the building! Yeah, we were just talking about <laughs> mace, pick, and he rolls by on his bicycle. It's, That's it's awesome. The universe. Yeah, this man taught me a lot about mace, man. I learned so much from him just in the park, hanging out. he teached me a move. It is he has beautiful um, movement. He's one of the best in the world, for sure. They, they're sleeping on mace, pick. Learn about him. Learn. Check him um, out. Look him up. Yeah, man. The the flow, it's just... It. You know what it is? I heard Ido Portal say this once. He's like... Ever since I was a kid, I like to have a stick in my hand. <laughs> and he's like, "You, me and Gunnar Nelson, we both relate on that level. We both like to have a stick in our hand. Like, yeah. It just relates to something. Like when you're a kid, you go out in the woods, you want a stick to swing.
0: Yeah.
1: And the, the mace fulfilled that like hole for me. Okay. Like it's like, uh, feels like a samurai with his sword, you know. It's like. Uh, it's very natural feeling. It's that sure. tool. Like it's that, uh, it, you know, I think humans have had a long relationship with tools. Oh, yeah. And this one just, it. It, it clicked. It connects. It, it,
0: it's almost like there's something about the offset nature to it that's almost primordial. Oh, 100%. Like you can feel it as soon as you pick up that yeah. tool. And um, I was just asking about flow in particular because it's definitely something that holds a special place in my heart is flow yeah. state. And um, I really like, have dove deep into it. Like, I don't know if you've read like The Rise of Superman. Or, I uh, read Stealing Fire. Stealing Fire. Yeah, yeah exactly. Both great books. But um, I used to say I was an adrenaline junkie. Like my first movement language was wrestling, so um, I didn't realize that. um, Like it took me forever to even realize like movement was a language, and then whenever I realized like that's the way I communicate best, like then it just all started clicking. But I always relate most movements to like a wrestling terminology. Um, But you know, I competed for so long, just a decade of fighting, and I fought professionally. And I used to always tell myself, oh, I'm an adrenaline junkie. Like, people always say, Adam, why do you fight? Why do you want to get in there? Because, like, I'm not a confrontational guy. Like, I don't really get my rocks off by fighting people. But, uh, like, I'm like, man, dude, I'm, I fucking love I love the adrenaline. But then I realized it's not. it's not adrenaline that I like. It's flow. I was addicted to mm. flow, man. Like... You get in there the stakes are high it's you and another human being like you're basically naked um i said like spandex shorts on like everybody can see you're super exposed and then when you're in a fight and you're not thinking you're outside of yourself you're just moving you're reacting everything's clicking you hear so you hear people in every sport like oh, i was just in the zone everything was clicking like i realized that's what i'm addicted to i'm addicted to just doing and it just and then once the competition is done once the fear has passed or the threat or whatever it is and like you're able to come back to this like this state because when you're in flow you don't really typically realize you're in it right and then you come to and you're just so euphoric and just so happy and i'm just like that was the best feeling so i always mistake that for adrenaline but i realized like dude it's flow like there's something very special about that state of being yeah it's 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 getting out
1: of your own way you know it's it's <laughs> There's a lot of different ways I like to think about it. You know, yeah, letting I mean, letting the universe move through you.
0: Yeah, I mean, oftentimes I notice like whenever I'm flowing with the the mace, um, or if I'm trying to flow, it's just a matter of like just getting my like my my mind out of the way. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, don't judge what's happening; just do it. And I feel like um a lot of people just uh we're so busy living in fear and judgment that uh, it, it'll stop people from just doing. So one way that I think
1: about it, and there's a lot of ways to think about it, like I said. Oh, yeah. But I think there's a lot of voices in our head, right? A lot of voices communicating and chattering for uh, the decisions that we make and the movements that we choose. And I think when, 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 for me, when I'm in flow, it's almost like there's a language of proprioception. There's a language of, uh, of sense of what your body is feeling. And you get it when you need a stretch, right? It's something that yoga really helped me connect to. Yeah. It's that feeling of like, oh, I need to do this right now. Um, And the more that you move, the more that you understand. You build a language of relation to that voice in your head. Yeah. So, like, that's one thing that yoga is really good for. Is it teaches you a language, and then when you feel, like, you hear the call of your body saying, like, "Oh, I'm feeling something," you know, "Oh, I need this." That's what you need. Yeah. And I think flow is getting into that proprioceptive voice is just letting that dictate and guide. So as opposed to thinking like. Oh, I gotta do three mills on my right side, three mills on my left. I'm feeling. Hmm, I need to do a mill here, and then I need to do a press
0: here. That's what's going
1: on in my body. Yeah, it's more of a feeling, less than a thinking, less of a thinking.
0: For that's, sure, that's a perfect way to put it. It's definitely more of a feeling. It's just, just doing. I don't know. I always just like just do it. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> fucking Nike. <laughs> Nike with the best
1: logo of all time. Dude, man. they fucking
0: killed it with that one, man. Yeah. Um. So. Dude, you just have such a very, um it's, your energy is very, like, calming, yet there's also a lot of, like, power there behind, like, your energy, like... You're very um, got strong coffee just pumping. through It's intense. Me right now. There's an intensity there. Is, is, is it the strong coffee that's that's running it's, through it's your veins right now? It's definitely running
1: through me. I had a I had a good amount.
0: Yeah. Well, you just seem very, um, you know, just secure and like kind of what you're doing. I know we're all just kind of dude. Figuring I'm not, it out, man. But I'm not secure at all. Well, People say that about
1: me a lot, and I don't. I think I do a pretty good job of publicly displaying how uncertain and scared I get and fearful. I think that's. I just security. have a, I, <laughs> I just I I you know I have been blessed to ha- also be downloaded with a lot of great perspectives that, even when I get trapped in my my smaller self which is constant, um, I I try to always keep one toe out in the higher perspective looking down.
0: Yeah, so I'm glad you said that because that's that's the perfect segue for like kind of where I'm going like what. Like what's been that like that catalyst for this journey for you? I mean, we've kind of talked and I've I've listened to some of the podcast episodes that you've done. Like, I mean, you're obviously like a proponent for like psychedelics and just spiritual journey. Like what's like what's been that catalyst for that path for you? I mean, it's an ever evolving journey. Right. And obviously, like you said, you feel like you're the most insecure and like you have a long way to go. But which which probably isn't wrong on the same note. Right. But it's still a journey. So like when like when did this start for you? Like what's it been for you? When did it start? Probably the first time I took mushrooms. It was yeah. the in like high, sophomore
1: year of high school. Yeah. Were you just <laughs> fucking around partying? Or uh, did you we have took a them on a nice sunny day and yeah. we were hanging out on some grass. And uh, it was one of those things. Just opened my eyes and showed me that everything I thought I knew wasn't necessarily what I thought it was, you know? Yeah. And, but you're
0: open to that.
1: Oh, of course. I love it. Yeah. And what's what's been interesting to me is what you can take away from those experiences. Right. And how... Uh, So many of these unconventional modalities have had a transformative impact on my life. And, and, you know, a lot of times it may seem like from the outside I'm somewhat of a generalist. Um, I've had someone say that to me the other day. It's like you do so many things, like your yoga teaching, your breath work, your steel mason, working at Strong Coffee. Um, But to me, it's like unified by this principle of
0: transformational modalities. Yeah they all fit to me like whenever you say yeah. all those things i'm like oh i see the puzzle there like it all goes yeah. together yeah yeah but when i say like you're open to it, i mean a lot of people have um very powerful experiences with plant medicine but yeah. they don't really take that time to integrate or to really like evaluate those like those downloads yeah. um so it's just like for lack of a better word like a waste if you will but like You've taken the or you seem to be of the mind to like actually take time to be like reflective of those and um, and let them I know, help you just like build along the way. So this yeah. is what it is,
1: Adam. My dream, my goal, my vision yeah. is to take these transformational modalities and to master the science of their combinatory potential. So, for example, we have breath work, right? Mm-hmm. We take breath work. We combine it with dynamic meditation. Um, We take breathwork dynamic meditation, we combine it with ceremonial cacao. We take breathwork dynamic meditation, ceremonial cacao, combine it with good music, combine it with peppermint in the air, different essential oils, combine it with an integrative practice such as uh, monitor journaling or therapy. Kind of similar to what MAPS is doing with MDMA-assisted psychotherapy. I think that's just breaking the surface. Maybe we mix some some DMT in with some electroshock massage like that lady's doing over there. And I think the real potential is in the combinatory... Power of these things once they're put together in a system that is uh, properly understood. It's a hard thing, but uh, that that's been the vision I've been
0: working towards. Does that beg the question? Like, are we like, what is spirituality? You know what I mean? Is there really something spiritual there, or or are we just a series of bells and whistles, if you will? You know, just just you know what I mean? Just biological creatures, and it's like it's this input and that input, and yes, and yeah, you know what I mean. It's, a, it's, yes it's a yes and. Yes and. Yeah, that's a, it's that's not a, an either or. That's, that's one of my new favorite phases, yes and. I think that's a perfect way to say because
1: it. Because the nature of reality is paradoxical. We both have free will in that experientially, that's how it occurs to us, that everything is a choice and we have control over those choices. And... Have no free will in the term that it's all mechanic mechanistic, and it's all based on our external environment and the circumstances that we happen to arise in outside of our control, going all the way back to the time that we are born. It's it's yes and. Um,
0: yeah, I mean your gut microbiome tells you what to eat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but
1: but in a way, it's like you are responsible for your destiny. You have y- complete yeah. control. So it's all depending on which way you want to look at it. Sometimes yeah. I like to think of perspectives as like
0: windows. And like you
1: look at it through one window, it looks one way. You look at it through another window, it looks another way.
0: 100%, which is why I, I named this podcast Outside Perspectives. Yeah. So that way I can just a wonderful choice of name. Talk to these people and just get these different perspectives, man. Um, so, man, brother, you're doing a lot of cool shit in the space. Um, take a second, if you don't mind, and just um, just talk about like what you're doing here at at the conference and with, with strong coffee and, and whatnot because um, I was so excited to see you here yesterday I felt so bad like I never know like who cares and like who doesn't care if like like we set up a podcast and we don't do it like I try to make all my podcasts like, I don't but sometimes you just kind of get the feelings like, oh, man, like, all right, well, everybody's busy. Like, it's not a super big deal. And, like, I was supposed to podcast with Adam this morning. and You said something to me. I was like, oh, shit, man. Like, he really did. Like, he, it was actually on his mind, which is yeah. – which actually says something when somebody's really busy. But, like, they actually take the time to remember that because I can remember, like, in the beginning of my podcasting days, there's so many times where I'm like, hey, dude, we're podcasting, like, right now. And they're like, oh, dude, I completely forgot. Like, it didn't matter. Yeah. Um but I, I digress. That's neither here nor there. But you're here working with Strong Coffee. Um, so, like, talk about that, man. Like, you, we were talking a little bit beforehand, though. You talked about you like to, um, you know, volunteer and do different things. Yeah,
1: man. I I have a habit I sometimes question of giving my time uh, very freely to people I believe in. Um, I was recently doing that with Strength Camp, Pflugerville, up north. Yeah. Uh, I just, you know, I like when I believe in something, I'm all into it. And that's kind of how I presented myself to Adam. I was like, uh, I love what you guys are doing. If I can ever be here to support, let me know. I'm here. Yeah. Um, so I'm here volunteering my time, helping out, just because I believe in Adam. And I love, like I said in the very beginning, I support the people who support the people who support what supports me. Yeah. So <laughs> Adam supports Leo, who supports Steel Mace Flow, and Steel Mace Flow has changed my life. So I want to support Strong Coffee. And I, I, I believe in him as a person. And to me, it's kind of one of those things where... Uh, when you see somebody and you resonate with what they're doing and they're farther along in the journey than you, I think it's good to get close and to just, I believe in giving. I believe in showing up. And there's many times when in my life where I've questioned and I've been like, damn, like maybe I shouldn't have just uh, done that all. and been a little bit more selfish, but I just have to have faith that, you know, (laughs) at the end of the day, it's all meant to be as long as uh, as long as I do it with good intention.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, at the end of the day, man, um, I'm a firm believer, like, the energy that you put out is the energy that's returned. And With the
1: podcast that came out of me volunteering my time. Like. Dude,
0: yeah, exactly. Like, I just, I wouldn't have expected. Like, I know, like, we were supposed to sit down. I think it was, like, in, like, September. <coughs> I was here for a, um, for a, a cert at, uh, I think it was, probably, actually, it was November. It was a Steel May cert at it. I was so wiped out. And then, like... I think the night we were supposed to do it, Leo took a group up to, uh, to the Orchard Studio, and you guys had, like, a pretty epic flow session that night. So I was just like, all right, well, at least he's, like, I didn't, like, completely, like, waste your time. I felt really bad about that. So, Dude, it's all good. Sorry man. about that. But, um, yeah, dude, Strong Coffee is doing some really cool stuff. I mean, they got collagen in their They're coffee. They're going to be killing it, man. Yeah, like, it's, all positive. So I think
1: they've sold more product than any other booth at this venue.
0: Yeah, dude, just growing the community, just in general. I feel like that's just such a beautiful thing. And... Um, the more we can do that, the more everybody wins. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, all right, brother. Well, look, dude, I really appreciate you taking this time. Dude, it was a pleasure, my man. Yeah, Thanks well, for having me. Yeah, dude. So um, I want to leave the floor to you. Um, Hell yeah. Anything you want to plug? Uh, you know, sponsors, how can people find you, your yeah. your socials, whatever. Yeah, dude. y'all
1: should, y'all should uh, for sure learn about Steel Mace Flow if you're unfamiliar. Um, Instagram is the place to go, just Instagram, Steel Mace Flow, Instagram, Leo Savage. If you want to follow along with me, my Instagram is Mateo, that's M-A-T-E-O, period, flows, F-L-O-W-S. And uh, yeah, I post a bunch of breath work, a bunch of Steel Mace Flow, and a bunch of uh, events that we're trying to put together to make these transformational modalities available. So if you're in the Austin, Texas area, for
0: sure you should be following me. that's it, my man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll put all this in the show pleasure, notes so brother. people can find you, brother. pleasure. All right, brother. All right, everybody. Until next time. Hey, hope you enjoyed that conversation. If you did, uh, be sure and leave a five-star rating and review if you're on apple uh apple podcast on any other platform you know leave a comment like it share it tell a friend all of these things really help and then um you know as always man go check out my buddy's podcast the why not podcast with justin bricker all right everybody until next time peace